kids, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down. She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel good sounds. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Jets. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heel shoes, got her wings on too. You know I've never seen a better stew. Oh, Betty and the Jets. Hello, and welcome. To Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this show, we have stories about an emergency, kisses, two wieners out, throw up, and underpants. Let's get on with the show. Yes, yeah, so we were flying to Amsterdam, and one of the engines exploded. Oh, or crap. Over the water? We weren't over the water yet. We were over Canada. Okay. And uh, you could just... Exploded? Well, it didn't explode, but it, basically in our terms, it we blew an engine, and I saw it and heard it. There's a big, there's a big flash like lightning and a big boom in the cabin. Like what, like what color flash? Uh, like lightning. Like, really? Like a white light. Yes, wow. a white orange light. Was it? Was everybody afraid? Uh, yes. Then the plane immediately <laughs> starts to kind of go down, and the lights went out. Oh my gosh! All the individual TVs went out oh on the gosh. airplane, and yes, everybody on the airplane, almost everybody on the airplane, was aware of what was happening. I'm sure some people like beat their pants. Uh, some people started to cry. <laughs> I wonder. Some people praying. were, yeah. Some people were crying, and it was, it was, you know. How were you holding up? Uh, I was fine because I kind of knew what it was, uh, and I had been through it before. But uh, I was worried for the people that yeah. were crying because that was very yeah. upsetting. Yeah. But. There was this one customer in particular, this one passenger, she was in the very last row. She was an older passenger. She was traveling with her older husband. Yeah. And during the dinner service, I had run out of a choice and she wanted chicken and all I had was pasta. So now <laughs> now we're, now we've had the big bang and the boom and the, the, and the, the lights and you know, now we're going down, and now we're going to land in Canada, uh, unscheduled. And so we're trying to we're running around Prepare. and picking up. We're preparing the cabin to land, yeah. and we're picking up all the dinner trays. Well, she looks up at me, and she says, "I would like to speak to somebody about the pasta. I did not like the pasta." Good lord! You've got so many other important things going on. <laughs> and pasta. I basically just wanted to slap her yes. but what I told her was I will let the purser know and if he gets a moment yeah. I will send him back here He's knowing full well correct exactly. <laughs> knowing full well that he was never ever going to get back there to talk to her about, about the, the pasta, pasta. <laughs> yeah you can't make that stuff up girl named Betty who wears leather shoes 
had an Amsterdam trip, and it was a later Amsterdam that I normally do. In the winter, trips are harder to come by because there aren't as many tourists going to Europe, so you don't have as many trips. So I had a later trip. So I uh, got downtown later, and there's a shuttle that goes from uh, downtown back to our hotel, but it was already stopped. So I uh, got a taxi, and I... He, he drives me to the hotel. Uh, I'm always pleasant, so I'm chatting with him. And then I'm about to get out of the taxi, and he says, uh, can I kiss you? <laughs> I was thinking, what? <laughs> what? And I was like, no! <laughs> and I was thinking to myself later, I mean, it was so odd um, that this is something that men never have to deal with. Like, uh, I doubt that when men are getting out of a taxi, the taxi driver doesn't say, can I kiss you? I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But um, sure struck me as odd. This episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase is brought to you by Autoslash. Autoslash is the number one site for getting a great deal on a car rental. They figure out the best coupons and discount codes to get the lowest rate possible. This way, you don't have to check so many times. Like, I will check so many places to get the best price on a rental car that uh, I spend all this time and I keep checking because, you know, prices change. But with Autoslash, they track the prices right up to the day you pick up your car. If they find a lower rate, they will email you so you can lock in the savings. And it saves you time. It's like price protection on your rental car. It's the number one site for cheap car rentals. Renters save 30% or more, and it's completely free. It's www.autoslash.com slash Betty. I like that. www.autoslash.com slash Betty. Yes, um, I used to help uh, register our cabin service people to vote, and I would go over to their... Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go over to their offices, and when they came into work in the morning and when they were there at lunch, I would be there. And I brought the voting machine with me to teach them how to use the machine and how to vote and register them to vote. And one day there was a young man standing off in a corner, and he was looking over where I was. But So I walked over and said, would you like to register to vote? And he said, no. I said, okay. Would you like to see the um, voting machine and learn how to use it? And he said, yeah, I'd like to do that. So he came over and we walked through a program that was in there, very basic. He did all the checks and balances and clicks. And I said, well, you're finished. Just hit that little button that says finished. And the card came out and he looked at me and he said, that's it? And I said, yeah, that's it. You're done. And he said, "Uh, wow, do you mind if I I change my mind? Could I register to vote? And I said, absolutely. So we registered him to vote. And he went away and a couple hours he came back. And he said, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. And he said, I just wanted to tell you that the only reason I registered to vote is because you were here today and you took the time to show me how to do the machine because I would never walk in anywhere where I would look like a fool. And I would make a fool of myself if I went went to register and to vote because I wouldn't know what I was doing. 
And now that I know, I will vote. Oh, that was so nice. Sweet. Very sweet. Were yeah. you doing this as volunteer work? Or? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really nice of you. I did that for several years over there. But they're all so sweet. They all, you know, that nobody pays any attention to yeah. them. So when they have somebody come over and do something and try and help them, they're very appreciative. It's great. It's mm -hmm. probably a lot of immigrants and stuff, too. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Most immigrants, yeah. So when, um, along with that, I used to help register them for the Affordable Care Act to oh, that's great. get signed up. So, yeah, it's really nice. nice of you. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what, a, what a gal. She sees the city glowing in the morning, and she feels that she might burn. You know, I'm always asking people for stories, and so often people don't want to be recorded. So that's okay. So this guy was telling me that... Uh, he was on a flight where they had this medical emergency because this man couldn't urinate. Now, I didn't know that that would, could be a medical emergency. And he was saying, no, you can die. You can, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about this um, urinary emergency. So uh, they paged for a doctor and they had a few doctors. And they actually, I guess, in our medical <laughs> supplies on board, we have a urinary catheter and they had two different doctors trying to get this urinary this in the galley he's saying they've got this guy laying down in the back alley naked and they're working on his um you know private areas and neither of the doctors and i think there was a nurse too nobody could get the urinary catheters to work so Oh my gosh. He, when he was telling me this, I was just, uh, I was feeling so sorry for the naked guy laying on the floor in the galley with these people all, you know, puncturing his private, you know, very, you know, sacred area. And uh, and plus, what are the other passengers? Are they walking by when they're, oh, the guy, they're, they're working on his wiener? Anyway, they this is what they had to do because they couldn't get the urinary catheters. And I guess it's, the, the, it's so important because you can die that they were using a syringe to pull out urine from his bladder. And this guy, flight attendant, he was saying he was holding the cup and they were using the syringe. Uh, and he's holding the cup as they're putting the urine into his cup with the guy like laying naked. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting day at work, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, it's taking a while because I guess you can't get that much urine out. I didn't even know you could take urine out with a syringe. Um, but uh, the, this guy, he was in charge that day and they've got the naked guy there and they've got syringes and urine cups and uh, it's now time to do the landing service you know lunch and uh he's like how are we gonna do move carts around how are what are we and he finally said no lunch today <laughs> i mean i guess there's times where you have to say no lunch today so there's a guy in the woods hunting he sees a bear in the distance he levels his gun he fires the bear drops he goes running over the bear jumps up and actually says to him Either give me a blowjob or I'm going to kill you. The guy says, I ain't doing that. And the bear says, well, I'm going to kill you. And the guy says, fine, I'll do it. So he gives the bear a blowjob. So the next day he's off in the woods. He sees a bear in the distance. He levels his gun. He fires. The bear drops. He goes running over. Same bear. Bear jumps up and says, either take care of me again or I'm going to kill you. And the guy's like, damn. So he does it again. Third day he's off in the woods hunting. He sees a bear in the distance. He levels his gun. He fires. The bear drops. He goes running over. Same bear. The bear jumps up and says, you ain't exactly in this just for the sport of it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the, the German ones again? 
Okay. What's the German word for brazier? Stop them from flopping. Stop them from flopping. Yeah. And uh, the German word for virgin? What? Guten tight. Guten tight. <laughs> yeah. And the German word for uh, constipation? Okay, what's that? Far from pooping. dancing and she likes to play the blues. She says hey to her So coming home from Amsterdam, I got up in the morning, felt fine, got ready, got to work, got on the plane, and as we were taking off, I got the very uncomfortable, unwelcome, disastrous feeling in my stomach, like, and I was thinking, oh, no, you know, about to do a nine-hour flight home, and my stomach, you know, at this point, I'm thinking... Was it something I ate? Do I have a stomach bug? What's going on? So I just kept running to the bathroom. Luckily, it was coming out the tail end. And I know that isn't luckily, but um, it's preferable to the other end or both ends. And I was kind of like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Because, uh, well, for many reasons, the same reasons you would have. But on an airplane, there's only a few bathrooms and there's almost always a line. And lots of times there's no bathroom available. And I'm working. I'm in a uniform, I'm smiling, I'm supposed to be nice to people, and I was like, oh, crap. I mean, really, crap. So, uh, we get on, we start with a hot towels and um, coach, and I'm saying hot towel, hot towel, smiling hot towel, and I'm thinking, oh, no, oh, no. I ran up to first class, because there's lots of times better chance not always, better chance, and ran in the bathroom and hurled. And I was like on the floor in the bathroom. You know, you don't want to be touching things or sitting on floors in airplane bathrooms, but you know, <laughs> there's no choice. And I'm also working and uh, there's a flow and you need, you need all the flight attendants. And I was like, all right. So, I mean, I, I couldn't even brush my teeth because my bag's in the back, you know, uh, I'm already doing something. So I went back out of the cabin and it was like, hot towel, hot towel, hot towel, I'm smiling. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, oh my gosh, what kind of day is this going to be? You know, it's like a throw up and a smile. And uh, I did it and I got through that service. Um, then it's time for the middle service. My stomach is still I mean, and you know, almost the uh, not throwing up, about to keep thinking you're going to throw up is worse than the throwing up because you don't know when it's going to hit you. You don't know if there's going to be a bathroom available. You don't know anything. So then I'm on the beverage cart. I tell the flight attendant, I thought maybe I shouldn't tell the flight attendants, but I told her because I thought when they see me running away, they might wonder what the heck I'm doing. So I was like, I'm, I need to stay. I need to stay on the side of the cart that I can get to a bathroom. Because like lots of times you're in between two carts and then I'm going to have to throw up in the aisle. I'm going to have to throw up on passengers, you know, like, so I have to be on this side. So I'm on that side. And then again, oh, I ran back. Thank goodness the bathroom was available. Threw up. Again, can't even brush my teeth. Go back out in the aisle. Something to drink. Something to drink. Something to drink. Smiling. And I was, I was patting myself on the back thinking, you know, I am nicer to people 
sick than some flight attendants are. Well, I mean, I was still being nice to everyone. And I want you guys to think. Think of the last time you were really sick. Think of the last time you were throwing up. Tell me if you would be able to go and serve Coke and chicken and smile at people. I mean, lots of times it's just hard to stand. Ah, so, um, time for the last service to go <laughs> into the United States. And, uh, you know, it just seemed to keep timing so it'd be right when I'm on a cart. So I'm on the cart. Sure enough, oh, oh my gosh. So I run and now, which is what I was afraid of, all the bathrooms are taken. Of course, you know, you only have, I mean, you have seconds when you feel you're going to throw up. And so the bathroom door opened and there's a line and there's an older lady standing there. And I said, I have to go in. And she looked at me like, huh? Like what? Like what kind of service is this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I have to go in. I'm sorry. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy, but I went in there, hurled <laughs> again, can't brush my teeth, go back in the aisle. <laughs> Hi. Would you like uh, the vegetarian or the turkey sandwich? Oh, not one of my banner days at work. Good day, good day to a husband as he rolls his eyes. Getting up for work, putting on a smirk. Cause he knows that Betty City, it comes first. Looking for another voice. Okay, so you're, I like to, every once in a while I have a passenger. It's unusual. Right. So when I was in my 20s, yeah. I was living in New York. I was working as a marketing director for a firm that did travel to France. Okay. And so I met a lot of people in the industry, made a lot of deals with airlines and right. the like. And um, so I got to know a guy who worked for TWA, who was Egyptian. And he was delightful. And we would speak French because he was more comfortable in French than in English. And I had lived in France for a while working in the wine trade. And, um, and he, so he had always assumed that I was French, and I was always too embarrassed <laughs> to explain to him that I wasn't actually French because he assumed it. So basically you're, you were sort of pretending to be French? I was pretending to be French, <laughs> and he would hear me speak English because I was flying from like New York to Paris or whatever, and he would always praise me on how beautifully I spoke <laughs> English. And I kind of would say, well, you know, I, I lived in the United States for a while, and that's how I got good in English. The funniest part was that my French accent was really poor, so he must have really been bad in French if he didn't notice that. But he used to regularly arrange for me to get upgrades into first class. And one of my worst experiences was, because back then everything took longer and first class was so nice. Um, I came to the airport and I had this special ticket on TWA to fly first class to Paris. And um, I was about to go to my seat, and they informed me that I didn't have on a jacket and a tie. I wouldn't be allowed to sit in first class, because back in that day, if you had a free ticket, you weren't paying, you had to look the part of first class. And I hadn't known, because I had never yeah, gotten that either. free ticket. <laughs> and so I was marched to the back of the plane. I was flying with a flight attendant, and she... Uh, I forget how we started talking about it. I think I started talking about um, that I have to run a dehumidifier a lot because I'm near the water. It's very humid. Things can get uh, moldy. And she was like, oh, you should try activated charcoal from coconut husks. And I was like, hmm? 
never heard of it before. And uh, she was saying, well, you can use it for detoxification. You can use it to make your teeth whiter. She said it's really good for making your teeth whiter. You can use it as a beauty treatment. So as soon as I got home, I got on Amazon and I ordered myself some activated charcoal and I get it and it's, um, it's black. It did warn on the bag that you should be careful that like you, it could stain things like maybe uh, if you had like marble countertops or something. Uh, so first thing I did was try it on my teeth and my goodness, I mean, I could tell right away that my teeth look better, which is great. You could drink some of it or put it in a smoothie. So I did that. And then the next day I'm getting ready for my trip to Europe and um, I should know better, you know, not to experiment when I'm going to work. But for some reason, I'm just compelled to experiment. <laughs> it's like I was, go it was going through my head. Oh, that beauty treatment, it says you mix it with coconut oil. And I have coconut oil, make a paste and put it on your face. So I get out and you know, I don't know, for something about an experiment, <laughs> maybe I was supposed to do be doing something else for a living. But I'm like, Oh, good, an experiment. So I get my coconut oil and my charcoal, and I make the paste, and I put it on my face. And I'm thinking, great, then I'll take it, I'll get in the shower. I realized that I got some of it in my eye. And I was remembering that thing about staining and I'm thinking, Oh, that's probably not good. So I immediately grabbed a washcloth and I'm taking the, the paste charcoal black stuff, all washing it off my face. And then I look in the mirror and <laughs> my eyebrows <laughs> were black. I mean, I have blonde hair and I had these giant black caterpillars above my eyes. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to work today. So I feverishly, because uh, I was worried about that staining on the bag, so I feverishly cleaned it off, and sure enough, <sighs> my eyebrows, they did look slightly darker going to work, but that's okay. They weren't pitch black. <laughs> so if you're going to go and buy something on Amazon, please consider going to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. It doesn't cost you any more. It supports the show. Uh, and I'm a little nosy. And uh, in Pittsburgh, in the slang uh, accent in Pittsburgh, uh, I call it Pittsburghese. Um, the word for nosy is nebby. And so I'm a little nebby and I like to see what people buy on Amazon. And last month, somebody bought Rat-a-tat cat. <laughs> Rat-a-tat cat. And Albanese sugar-free peach rings. Uh, and of course, I bought some of that activated charcoal and I put it on my, I have my special, it's so funny, influencer. I do that with um, air quotes, influencer page at amazon.com slash shop slash skybetty. Or you can just click through any of the Amazon links on my page, bettingthesky.com. And I thank you so very much. Talking about gross things. When you start talking about gross things, I always think of this thing that happened. It was on an airplane, and I was sitting in, in you know, on a on a MG88, yeah. sitting up in the on the jump seat, and I'm looking across at the passenger at, at um, up in first class, yeah. and it's a couple, and it's so gross. <laughs> One sits there. She picks a big old giant booger out of her nose, puts it on a napkin, and the other one picks it up and eats it. And they just kept doing that. It's, so it's the most disgusting. Why would you do that? 
I was about to barf. Just, uh, you know, you're like, you like, you're stunned. You can't, like, it's like, first class eating. First class. I was in London and I decided I was going to buy this wallpaper at this wallpaper store that I had been walking by for years and I'm always admiring this beautiful wallpaper they have in there. They have different walls papered in different um, decorations and uh, I'm not a wallpaper person. I've never had wallpaper. I've never put up wallpaper, but it's so pretty. And I've been um, painting my place because they finally finished the hurricane repairs, which is very exciting. And so they painted the one wall. So now I feel like I should paint all the walls. So and then after you paint the walls, you go, well, I don't think this is that great. You know, basically, I've been feeling the need to do some redecorating. And I thought, I am going to buy that wallpaper in London. And I'm just going to put it up on, um, I just wanted to put it like as an accent, like behind the bed, not even like a whole wall. So, you know, if it was going to be expensive, it, you know, I figured it couldn't be too expensive because I don't need that much. I'm just like, it's just a queen size bed, floor to ceiling. So, uh, I thought I'm going to get the wallpaper. And my only concern was, uh, how big is a roll? Like, how am I getting it back on the plane? Am I going to have to check it? Is this going to be difficult? I have a commuter flight. Um, so this is my concern. And uh, uh, I get to the wallpaper store and I'm surprised. I just tried to open the doorknob and you have to ring a bell. So I was like, all right, you know, ding dong. And um, this uh, distinguished gentleman comes to uh, assist me. And I said, I think this wallpaper, this one wallpaper over here is just so pretty. I've been walking by here for years and I finally decided to come and get it. And I was asking him questions about uh, what kind of a roll it comes in, how big is the roll. And he was like, well, you can't, um, I was asking to see the roll. I want to see how, how do you take this? You know, I'm concerned about getting on the plane. And he said, well, you can't, you can't just take it, you have to order it. And I was like, oh, all right. I was kind of like, I can't just take my wallpaper <laughs> that I was all excited about. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, how long does it take? And he said, it takes six months. I'm sorry, I can't do the British accent. I would just butcher it. So you could just imagine the British accent. He's a little bit of a pompous man. And, I mean, you know, not really, just um, highbrow. Let's say that, a highbrow man. And, uh, I'm like, it takes six months. He's like, yes, it's hand-painted. I'm like, it's hand-painted? And then I finally was like, well, uh, how much is it? <laughs> I'm starting to get nervous now that this whole project is going up in a poof. And he's like, it's 950 pounds a panel. I'm like, 950 pounds a panel? <laughs> that means that my little project... It's probably going to be like $6,000 for some paper. And so I'm now uh, uh, wanting to just slowly back out of this expensive store now, you know, but I'm trying to be nice and trying to not look like, I'm like, well, maybe just give me a card and, and I'll think it over, you know. <laughs> and so I, I'm just still trying to be polite. And I'm like, um, it seems like uh, wallpaper's um, uh, coming back in, you know, back in style. And he goes... My dear, wallpaper never went out. <laughs> so, no wallpaper for me.
I actually went. I didn't even know there were so many wallpaper stores, but I was in Chelsea. It's a nice part of uh, London, and there's a, like across the street, I saw a wallpaper store. So, and I was hoping it was, you know, uh, more reasonable prices. And there's a nice gentleman, friendly, who was helping me. And I was like, I went in that store across the street. He's like, Oh my God! He goes, I know a lady who did one wall, and it cost fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, Whoa, wait! $50,000 for wallpaper. It's crazy. We were flying to um, from New Orleans to L.A., and um, this is back before you went through security. Right. You know? We didn't have to, you mean? Or no, anybody? Nobody back then, really. The passengers? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a security okay. back then. So anyway, um, we're at the gate, and uh, there's this um, black woman, and she's in a wheelchair with a hat on her head, and her family's all around her and everything. And so it's like, it's time to go. So they give me the boarding pass. That's back on we boarded. Yeah, we took the ticket. And they went, and the two sons said, we don't need any help. We can take care of her. Put her on the plane. They put her on the plane. We're flying to L.A., and halfway through the flight, I'm like, no. Lady hasn't moved a yeah. muscle. She was dead. Yeah. They had, I've had that happen to you. Put her in the seat. Well, it's cheaper. Yeah, and she had the hat down on yeah. her head, and she was gone the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Weekend like, at Bernie's. Yes, it was a weekend <laughs> at Bernie's. I had a weird thing on the plane going to London. Uh, it was after the service. We had already turned the lights out. And uh, this guy comes up to me, not an old guy, and he says, um, can I get an empty water bottle? Now, I was suspicious that, uh, I am always suspicious that they're going to uh, chew, chewing tobacco, and that's what they want to spit in it. So I said, um, what do you want the empty water bottle for? And he said, well, I want to pee in it. And I was like, oh? was not the answer I was expecting. And I basically didn't know what to say. So uh, I thought he was joking. So I started laughing. And he's like, no, no, I, there's all those people in line for the bathroom. And I have to go now. I, I have to go. I need a water bottle. I have to go. I'm going to go back there in the galley. And I'm like, you can't pee in a bottle in the galley. Now, I was just kind of like flabbergasted. So I wasn't really thinking clearly. I didn't have like uh, something, you know, quick in my repertoire to tell him, you know, there's no peeing in the galley. <laughs> or or to think, you know, that's not a very big target. If you want to pee in something, maybe you should pee in the uh, trash bag. Um, but instead, I said, I said, well, maybe tell the people up there that you need to go. And he said, I tried it. They wouldn't let me. And I said, okay, you know what? You come with me and I'll tell them that they have to let you go next. Okay, let's go. So I start walking thinking he's walking behind me. And another flight attendant stops me to ask me a question about somebody having trouble with their screen. And I said, I can't, I can't help you with that right now. I got a guy who wants to pee in a bottle. And she was like, what? And I look back and she looks back and uh, I, I go, where is he? And we look back and he's peeing in the bottle <laughs> next to the galley. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not funny. And, uh, uh, you know, we told him he had to, you know, of course he didn't. It wasn't a very um, big target. So we made a little mess. We made him clean it up and uh, made him take the bottle to the bathroom uh, to pour it out. And um, he said he has prostate problems, which is sad. And uh, he filled up this giant water bottle. 
Anyway, it was a weird day. And then this was the other weird part. He kept standing there wanting to talk about it and laugh about it. Oh, that was funny. Uh, Do you believe that? And, you know, I really had to go. And, you know, I'm thinking... You just did something embarrassing, and now you, you want to keep chatting about it. We were all uncomfortable. Uh, and I thought, maybe, I don't know, there's all kind of weird people out there. Maybe he just wanted to take his junk out on a plane and thought that was funny. Or maybe, um, I don't know what uh, his motivations were. <laughs> but that is not something you see every day. And this is the other thing that I try to explain to people all the time, is that you as a passenger have no idea. You're sitting there with your headphones on, staring straight at a screen. And so all those people on the plane had no idea that there was a guy peeing in the bottle back there. <laughs> no one woman Betty who wears custom Jimmy shoes. She gets her head on Thursdays. I did Johannesburg and you know only my second Johannesburg so I've ever done. Oh, gosh. And uh, we get to the hotel in Johannesburg and we're waiting for our rooms and we're all dead tired. And a flight, one of the flight attendants on my crew comes over. There's a pilot that's looking for you. And I said, okay. And she said, yeah, he's the captain that's taking us home. And um, she goes, I just wanted to give you a heads up because he asked if on the crew and which, where, where she was. So I'm standing there, and here comes walking over the captain. And the last time I saw him was when he showed up at my home in Cin- home? at my home in Cincinnati to ask my roommate to marry him. Oh my goodness. But he was still married to somebody else. <laughs> he was still married to somebody else? So they had been having an affair oh. and she threw down the gauntlet yes, that thing about like an ultimatum. and said yes and said you need to divorce your wife and marry me or it's over so he lived in Atlanta and he flew up and showed up at my house and asked my roommate to marry him and that was the last time I had seen him so then he recognized your name yes did they end up getting married they got married they did I thought for sure they didn't oh no they got married and they had just gotten divorced three years ago did he cheat on her too she cheated on him their entire marriage (laughs) he spilled out his guts to me like stories of all of these pilots she had had affairs with and you know and of course in the back of my mind I'm thinking well your relationship started and you were married to somebody else and you know but they had a I have a child yes and we were on the bus and he was just spilling his guts and then we got to the plane and we had a mechanical and one of the other flight attendants said you know I saw you talking to the captain and I so I told her the story I said oh my gosh he married my roommate and my roommate when she got hired, all she wanted to do was marry a pilot. That was like her goal, goal in life. So had she not been and married she, when she first married him? Yeah, no, she yeah. had never been married before. So then this, she goes, well, don't let him fool you because he's well known. He was well known on Dubai for being open to anything and everything. Open for business. On a layover. <laughs> hey, 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 to the mirror. 
Lieutenant told me this cute story. She said that, uh, well, they've been, her and her husband, they've been married, you know, over 20 years, but they're still very attracted to each other, which is always refreshing. And um, she's always liked his legs. You know, she thinks he has great legs. So one day she's going to work. She's got her uniform on. She's in her car. So they've already said goodbye. And um, he surprises her and comes out in his underwear so that she can see his legs and she he knows that that always gets a rise out of her so she starts blushing and smiling and next thing you know she hits his car <laughs> well he definitely he definitely got a rise out of her and i bet you he never ever goes outside in his underwear again to show off his good legs <laughs> That's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. And the German word for uh, constipation. Okay, what's that? Far from pooping. <laughs>